Hey guys and welcome back to episode 18 today we're going to be talking about shin conditioning so many um, UFC fighters that we've seen recently have actually um, had some severe injuries with regards to broken legs um, whilst throwing low kicks um, the likes of Conor McGregor Chris Weidman and Anderson Silva are some notable names um, there have been some other fighters and other establishments as well who have ended up with breaking the legs. Um, so we're going to basically speak about our experience of actually shin conditioning, some do's and don'ts, um, but overall um, what you should do sensibly to actually increase the strength of your shins um, whilst doing the kicks and how to do it safely without thinking that you can go around kicking lampposts um, as an example. Um, over to yourself, Titch, in terms of your experience, when you started martial arts, how did you first start thinking, okay, you know, if we're incorporating kicks in your sparring, etc., what did you do to kind of prevent the shins from hurting? Because we know anytime you catch bone on bone or shin on shin, it hurts. It does. Have you ever heard, have you, I don't know if it's everyone, but um, back in the days, people just say, you get a rolling pin mm. and you start rolling your shin out or something and that kill, maybe kills the nerves on your, on your legs and I don't know, maybe so when you start kicking, does it hurt? don't know if you've done that but i did I, i've done that once or twice and i thought nah man forget that so all i've all i just do is just kick a heavy bag yeah um with um yeah just kick the heavy bag as hard as i can and during sparring as well um just block every kick with my shin just to get used to it just to get it conditioned and do you do that wearing shin guards with the instep or without honest truth i've never sparred without any shin guards okay um yeah, I've never, I've never, I don't, I don't, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I've blocked a kick, I'm, I, not that I remember, um, with, with no shin guard. If I have, kicks must have not been hard, mm. but no one's been like 100% and, you know, I've had to block it. Um, it's usually with shin guards. Um, but I, what I can say, I used to wear, what's them, I think them karate ones or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, I used to wear them and spar with that practically not wearing anything there's a little bit of cushion on there like they've made of dipped foam aren't they so yeah so no that's cool i've blocked them kicks people i've gone in hard or something i've blocked them but yeah that's about it mm. but it's, it's been a while since i've kicked like heavy bags constantly because obviously because of covid and shit like that yeah yeah and what about yourself pack you, you you're not a really a big fan of kicks are you no i mean if i if i'd have to use them no, obviously, hopefully never. But I'm just saying that's out there or whatnot. Then yeah, I'd use them. But I like yeah, I like hands. I'm, I like to stick to hands and that. But um, when I have when we have done kicks, we've always had shin pads on and stuff like that. Um, and I still feel it. You know, like shin to shin, like mm. even pad to pad. It's still you still feel it. You know what I mean? So even like checking sometimes if it's a hard kick, and you check with the shin, even with a pad on, that, you, you still feel it. I mean, especially if it's not conditioned. Do you know what I mean? And I have tried from back in the days and stuff getting a stick and like you know you tap it on there for a bit if you're watching something a movie or something but it's yeah it's, it's horrible yeah, yeah so i never i never got to go through conditioning my shins or anything so mm. i mean my, my experience personally in terms of shin conditioning was it was always a matter of kicking heavy bags um doing your runs to increase the density in your bones um so obviously that impact of road yeah. and gravity and stuff really helps kind of increase the density of your bones um you know 
there, there was at times where we were kind of encouraged to use the whole tapping the shins with a, a bamboo stick or something. Yeah, yeah. Something a bit heavy. Um, but there's, there needs to be an element of flex um, with whatever you're using as an implement to, to, to t toughen it. But it, there's got to be a lot of consistency. You can't imagine that you do it once or twice no, a week and do it for it? a month and think, yeah, my shins are going to be able to be as tough as, you know, the, the, the trained UFC fighters or mm. in particular the Muay Thai fighters. I mean, they, they do this on a regular basis. Um, no fucking about, you know, that's the, that's their conditioning is that six foot heavy bag. Yeah, every day. Like, filled to yeah. the bottom. And it's literally 500 kicks each side, conditioning, 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 the repetition. So in terms of your dues, um, you know, a lot of people kind of see Tompo kicking that pillar. I think we all wanted to condition our shins after we watched Kickboxer. That's have we seen Van Damme kicking the bamboo tree in that? Yeah, there, there is that, but I think it was more so Tompo kicking the thing. You know, when you look at um, all these um, videos of these whatever ch type boxers and stuff kicking like poles and stuff, do you think mm. that's all true? They bend them and stuff, innit? They're bending bending them and stuff. To be honest with you, these guys haven't done that overnight. Um, they, they've taken years to train, um, you know, to, to get that to the standard it is. You know, breaking bricks with fingers, you know, they, they, there's all these techniques. Well, the baseball bats in Best of the Best, where they were wrapped yeah, up and yeah. kick it and break yeah. all of them and that. I mean, there's, there's people that have actually got the ability to do that, but, you know, somebody that's actually just started MMA, for instance, in their late 20s, are they going to be able to have similar shins to that person? I think there's an element of conditioning that you can actually apply practically, but do it safely. And that's through doing your road work in terms of going for runs. That is a matter of doing your heavy bag kicks and repetition. Um, you know, we're talking years, not not weeks or months, years and years of training to actually really condition the shins. Um, the other one is heavy weights. Um, so strength and conditioning, um, you know, really applies in terms of increasing that density. So it's a similar application with regards to going for runs, but also sparring. And, you know, you, you have to do it sensibly because you can't go straight in without shin guards or the insteps, etc. And you know, allow your shins to feel that pain. The thing is, any time that you do it, regardless of how long you've been doing Muay Thai, they will always hide that feeling of pain when the shin on shin clash happens. It's kind of you look at each other and you say, "I'm not showing that it's hurting." But afterwards, you get home and you got the egg size bumps on your shins, and you got to kind of roll it all out and all the rest of it. Do the ice treatment. It will always hurt. What you're doing is your body is getting used to that feeling of pain, recognizing it. A lot of the times when people do it the fast way, what they are doing is that, you know, um, you see at some gyms that they actually hold people down and they're kind of using a stick and they're really ripping down on the shin. Um, and, and that's, again, the, the nerve ending killing. You're not really increasing the density of that sh the shin bone itself. You'll feel it less because what you're doing is you're kind of really kind of damaging the nerve endings. But that doesn't send a signal back to the brain that if there is anything happening with your shins in terms of injuries and all the rest of it, um, it's not registering. You, you carry on kicking and kicking and kicking, and you know it will break. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that happens with everyone. I mean, you know, people have got their own methodologies and stuff, and they, they do the treatments. I've even heard of people saying that get a rack of welding sticks, wrap them together in a bunch, and then gently tap away. And it's like because the welding sticks are not a, a solid rod, they'll spread out as you're doing that. I think that's a shortcut, personally. I think you know the, the way to do it is by hitting the bags sparring hitting the pads and really blasting them uh, and doing it with technique and you know at the same time you're killing two birds with one stone not just sitting there watching tv and tapping away you're actually working technique whilst kicking and conditioning 
to actually get the body to recognize you know you, you see the videos in terms of you know shaolin monks and they've got these hot stones and they're slapping the hot stones to strengthen the skin and um, toughen the hands etc but they don't do that overnight they, they do that on a regular basis to really condition the hands to actually make them really tough the skin's tough as leather and all the rest of it like what about soaking your hands in petrol and that you know about that I've, I've heard about it but i think it's stupid Okay. What do you think? Yeah, you know, putting your hands in petrol. What what do you again? What do you benefit from? You have you tried by doing it? that? You've tried it, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. can tell me with that laugh. You've tried it. He's, he's, that, uh, he's, he's <laughs> a hawk. He just said it's stupid, and I've just gone. Oh shit! My hands just smell of petrol. <laughs> <laughs> now there's loads of. I remember loads of different techniques. I forgot. I forgot some of the names of them. Like they were like. I'm sure they were like old school Shaolin was the Chinese ones where like you keep banging your hand on like board. You know what I mean? Like your knuckles and like you yeah. smash it on board. I forgot what it was, man. And then you used to get this. Um, there's a wacko board that you can get, which has got rope on it. Yeah, rope and that. And then you used to get this. Um, this ointment this oil it's like chinese oil and you, you rub it on your hands all the time and then you hit like solid stuff and it's just to like condition and callus and whatever yeah build up callus and stuff i remember that back in the days mm. that must be the reason why his skin was messed on his hand possibly i mean mm. if you did dip your hands in petrol i mean i, I wouldn't why the i wouldn't fuck would i it. dip my hands in petrol man can i ask you something no you can't ask me nothing <laughs> you know from kickboxer that geezer that was kicking the that geezer that geezer his name is tong po yeah, yeah get it right was, yeah don't forget that don't name. fucking <laughs> fuck whatever that whatever his name is yeah is that the reason why he tried kicking the pole in the gym no the reason why i tried kicking the pole in the gym i didn't try to kick it i was going through the motions of something that happened on a street incident i don't know who was involved but i i, I was i just seen it and uh, <laughs> i was explaining to hawks what i saw right and all of a sudden my foot was broken <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but I give it him He didn't go any Till the next day Fuck that I drove on the motorway And when I come up With no shoe on No shoe Just the sock yeah. And my foot was as big as my head Yeah He had the naughty clump uh, <laughs> Yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I swear to God Yeah when I come back I pulled up I thought Something ain't right Yeah I called a taxi I was like yo Take me to the hospital <laughs> I mean, I remember that one because I, I checked his foot and I was put a cross with a sharp pencil. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why it was broke. Because yeah. when I went in there, I go, look, right where right, the X marks the spot. Yeah, have a look there. And I was like, yeah, you're right, mate. Whoever put that on there, ask him if he wants a job. <laughs> I'm not medically trained to do that shit. But uh, I, to be honest, I've seen people that come into the academy and we've got like these metal posts with very thin padding and they come in and the, the, the same post, the infamous post that you bust yeah. your foot on. And they're kicking it and kicking it and kicking it. First of all, technique's incorrect. They're not turning the foot. The hips are not turning over and stuff. If I was to pick between a pillar, the, the cage post, which is padded, and the heavy bag that we've got, I'm going for the heavy bag every day. You know, it takes you, you know, the thinnest part of that pad for you to then twat post and you, you, you're injured. You can't put body weight on that foot. The, the leg would just basically feel like, no, something's not right here. It just basically stops you from doing that. But I think... You've got to do it for a long period of time. The kids that start Muay Thai back in Thailand, then nippers are three or four years old and they're starting to you know hit the pads and stuff. They're not going to be able to kind of hit like that unless they do that training for years. And when they get to that age of 14, that's 10 years of them doing shin conditioning. Not 10 weeks, not 10 days, not 10 hours, not 10 minutes, 10 years. And I think people don't have the patience to actually do the correction conditioning side of things. So in terms of your don'ts is don't go around hitting metal post. Don't go around, you know, getting the, the, the toughest stick that you can find and sitting there and hitting your shins. Um, I can't remember what the 
what the correct terminology is, um, I think it's the recalcification of your shins. So you're creating very small micro fractures to uh-huh. then recalcify and that becomes dense and dense and dense. That seems similar to what you can actually achieve by kicking the pads, kicking the, the heavy bag and stuff. And we're not talking about your flyaway bags, which are not very heavy. We're talking about the really big fat boys. Um, you'll see them at the like the, the Yakko gyms and the Sandy gyms and stuff. Th- those bags are specifically designed for conditioning and they're at that height of kicking to the body in a way and the heaviest part of the bag is just below that so your shins are constantly hitting the heaviest part of the bag so you're not looking at the midsection of the bag where it can just fold nicely it's going to be the heaviest part where it's all compacted down as well so i think sparring wise as well you know i've, I've had people that kind of come in and you can shin check them and you know you haven't felt it but they have and it's correctly shin checking, you know, in terms of your leg coming out of 45 degrees. And when you're checking, you're not using the sharp part of your shin, you're using the flat part of your shin. So I normally use a ruler when I'm explaining this. So I say, look, when, when you're shin checking, your defense mechanism certainly doesn't hurt as much. Don't get me wrong, it will still hurt in a way. So it doesn't hurt as much as you're using the flat part of the ruler. Your leg comes out of 45 degrees, you're taking the edge blade off and you're blocking with a large surface area so it doesn't hurt as much. The person kicking should be using the edge part. And, you know, if you feel the front of your shin, you'll feel that there's a bony part that just kind of has a little ridge. And that's kind of like your blade. Yeah, so that the tip of the, the, tip of the axe, as they call it. Some people explain it as a baseball bat. Because I'm using this analogy of what part of the shin I'm using, I normally say chop a tree down with the axe. And that's that motion of up and round and chopping down. So when you're kicking, turn the, the ruler so you're, using, you're showing the edge part that's the the area that you want to be using that's the sharp part that does most of the damage it's a small surface area hitting the the it band on the thigh the ribs on the sides shin to the chin look at the end of the day you're putting maximum force there um and it's night night time so you always want to try and kick the the soft part you know to prevent it from hurting so you know a lot of people will go and make the common mistake of okay i'm going to go for a leg kick and then they end up hitting the knee that hurts they end up throwing a roundhouse kick to the body and they end up hitting the hip. That's a big bone there and all the yeah. body weight is there. That that hurts. Catching an elbow, for instance, that hurts. You know, Definitely. you end up with like, you, you know, your ankle will swell up like a melon. But any time that you hit with your shin and you get those bony areas, egg-sized lumps, they always appear. And, you know, th- there are fighters that will probably recover from that very quick. Um, and that's purely down to recognition and treatment afterwards. Your boxing boxing lip and oil, um, the ice treatment, you know, elevation and all that stuff. Um, so you know, there there is that element of recovery straight after a fight. When we had guest appearance from Andre, he was saying that in in, in the seven man tournament, his legs were absolutely blasted. Now you're talking about someone that is a pro fighter, who even though he's a pro fighter, mentioned that his legs were finished. He, he felt it, and every kick that he was hurt, throwing, it was hurting him. So there's got to be that element of, you know, Liam Harrison, he was fighting, um, I believe the guy was from Algeria, and he ended up with two splits on his shin. So that was his kicks out of commission. So he had to adapt his game to then do something else to win the fight. So, you know, don't don't make it out as if just because you have done shin conditioning that you're now Robocop and nothing's going to kind of prevent you from doing that. There are people that will actually throw fantastic kicks and it not affect them, but they've trained it to a point where they know where to hit, how to hit, the conditioning and all that hard work is actually paying off. So, you know, with regards to McGregor versus um, Poirier when he snapped his leg, 
you know, a lot of people were saying that, you know, he threw a kick and it hit Poirier's elbow before it went down to the floor. And then obviously he was talking about the calf kicks and stuff. Um, I think Poirier really mashed up um, McGregor in the, the second fight with those calf kicks. And I think McGregor thought, okay, let's let's show him that I can kick as well. We've seen McGregor's Muay Thai. You know, we were watching a few of his videos and people were saying that, you know, despite him being a very good, um, sorry, striker, his kicks weren't great. His Muay Thai stance was very novice looking and stuff. So, you know, people are either great with their hands, great with the kicks, or, you know, if you come from that um, traditional Thai culture, um, your Muay Thai is very good or your kickboxing is very good. But the way those guys were kicking, it was definitely hitting, you know, the shin checks and all the rest of it, the clip of the knee and, you know, they're thrown with impacts. Um, you know, do you, when do you spar to that extent? without wearing your shin guards. You know, you, you mentioned it yourself, Titch, that every time that you're sparred, you always wear your shin guards and stuff. Pack, you're, you, you've said that you've always worn your, your shin guards and all the rest of it. Yeah. There's only a few people that have actually done training without wearing shin guards, and that was when I was in Sardinia with the guys. Um, and even Antonio said to me, he goes, look, Arx, you're going to have to put your shin guards on. I was like, no, 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 it'll be fine, it'll be fine. And halfway through the session, I started feeling it. I went, more and more, I was like, oh, fucking hell, you know, this isn't, your 25 minute fight where you've got five minute rounds your adrenaline's kicking and all the rest of it and I'm having a minute rest in between and off I go and then after the fight then you go fucking up that fucking hurts <laughs> you know this was training stopping learning you know with no shin guards and stuff I was like no no you throw the kicks with your pads and I'll shin check and I'll be the hero uh, I fucking learned the hard way I was like soon getting my fucking shin guard straight on afterwards but even then when the damage is done and you put a pad on there you still feel the impact hurts, and the vibration yeah. that comes through but um, no, I think from a from a young age, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, Muay Thai or kickboxing, Taekwondo. You know, those, those guys, the guys that do um, Shotokan Karate and stuff, those guys, again, that do that repetition in terms of training and the body conditioning in terms of body shots and all the rest of it. The same thing with regards to um, kicks in that art. They do it without the shin guards. They really kind of repeat and hit each other hard. Um, and nothing changes through the, the discipline. It still comes down to repetition, consistency, and then it grows and gets stronger. But now I, I don't know how much sparring we've done with kicks. I know I do it with regards to the Wednesday guys, um, but I, I love it. I, I don't really go home and think, right, my legs are absolutely blasted and stuff. I think, you know, I, I'm not a Muay Thai practitioner. I teach Muay Thai. But I wouldn't say I'm a Muay Thai practitioner to the point where that's been my bread and butter. It was boxing predominantly, um, but now I've got the you know the ability to do both. But I I wouldn't necessarily spar a Thai fighter unless I'm wearing my, my shin guards. I know for a fact it's not going to be a pleasant experience. Um, but I also know that if I'm fighting an opponent who has got that experience, they're going to know that they've been in a fight as well. So um, I'm not going to say that I'm going to be invincible shins i feel it um i don't do it very often enough and all the rest of it but strong legs strong fighters shit legs ship fighters you know you, you can't neglect the the elements of doing your lunges doing um your, your squats and stuff and your deadlifts to really put that density in the bones and i think that's the key with regards to shin conditioning um i've, I've seen people in terms of that we, we do it ourselves to be honest with you in terms of sensibly Strengthen the shins, your partner drills is that you kind of stand there, you're not kicking, but you're, you're tapping each other's shins just to kind of get that feeling. Um, you could argue and say that's similar to kind of tapping your shins with um, 
a stick. But it's not the same. You know, you, both your partners will actually know you, at the end of the day, you, you'll find that you'll have these bruises on your shins, you'll have the bumps on your shins and stuff. And that's where you know, okay, that's where I'm looking at doing that. But, you know, people are going to argue and say that, okay, is it doable if you're 50? What do you guys think? Obviously, the older you get, the longer it takes for recovery. Mm. That's mm. the problem. Um, with me, my, my only issue is, you know, when you're going into work and you're fucking limping every week. <laughs> uh, and every week, excuses, yeah, football, yeah, football. You're right, though. You work from home now. Yeah, but going back in the office. People must have thought, like, fucking hell, you play so much football. How come he's not a professional? Yeah, bloody <laughs> hell. Um, but yeah, I reckon the older you get, it, the longer it takes. Like, mm. certain injuries I've got as well, I think it's not recovered as quick as it would have when I was a little maybe in my 20s or earlier um, but it is what it is yeah. you just have to fight smart um, and just be careful and just previously when you were saying about McGregor um, he said that he was injured before the fight, fight as yeah. well um, that he hurt his because he was sparring without shins um, shin guard and he was going 100% and shit like that I don't know whether that was an excuse to be honest with you because obviously you know, considering that he was saying that he's going to send Poria home in a stretcher and Karma hit him as a bitch and mm. he, got, he was on a stretcher on his way out. But, you know, his, the aftermath of that in terms of the trash talking that he was still doing on his arse, it was a doctor stoppage. Mate, you're the one that sat down, your fucking leg was broken. <laughs> you know, you, you weren't hopping on one foot trying to continue the fight. Yes, the doctor stopped it. But are you telling me that you'll be able to continue? I don't think anyone would. Yeah. You know, f you know. Hopefully, he has a full recovery and all the rest of it. And he comes back strong because McGregor sells fights. It does. But yeah. I, 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 you know, for me personally, I don't want to see a fourth. I think Poirier's kind of proved the point. Um, it happened though. I, exactly. I it's think there is going to be one. But if Poirier is clever, he just go back to what he did in um, fight number two. Go go with those leg kicks, and McGregor's going to have it in his head. You know, regardless of whether he's got the titanium plate in there or not that probably will hurt him more internally than it will hurt the person kicking him. Um, you know, Anderson Silva, for instance, I mean, he was fantastic with his kicks, but now he's transitioned into doing boxing because his legs no longer allow him to do what he used to be able to do. Mm -hmm. um, Chris Weidman, again, he was really good, um, but as soon as he broke his leg, I don't think he's been on the scene as um, much as he used to be or could have been. Yeah. Um, so a, an injury like that is quite nasty. I think there was... Um, is it Strike Force or Glory? Tyrone Sponge, I think his name was. Um, he had a horrific um, leg break injury, I think it is. Um, I hope it's the right fight. I believe it is because I can remember watching it. And, you know, anytime you see a fighter kick and the leg just snaps and they're trying to put body weight on it and they collapse, it's just stomach churning. Because you don't wish that on anyone, really. I mean, you know, same in terms of, you know, someone breaking their arm um, if, they're, if they're getting the kick and they're blocking it with their arm and stuff. You don't want to see that. But that is the nature of the game. What about Bada Harry? Bada Harry, yeah. Yeah. You when, know. when his last fight, he went to, I think there's some stupid kick or something. Was it a spin he, kick or something? Is he, is he not the... <clears throat> he's quite arrogant though, isn't he? Yeah. So, again, karma. You gotta yeah. have that humble approach in terms of knowing that you know shit could happen to anyone at any time. You know you, you've trained your whole lives to do this stuff, but unless you've done it with consistency, it's like um, is it Max Holloway um, or is it Tony Ferguson that posted videos of him kicking like lampposts and stuff? Tony uh, Tony Ferguson. Tony Ferguson. It was, it was a yeah. pole or something. A pole, and you know he was videoing it for Instagram and stuff. And next thing you know, he's pulled out with an injury because he's hurt his leg. No shit, Sherlock. 
<laughs> do, do you know what I mean? It was like, well, fucking come on. Um, so yeah, I mean, with regards to the shin conditioning side of things, I think going back to the do's and don'ts, you know, do it sensibly, do your road work, do your running, hit the heavy bags and repetition is key. So don't just think that, you know, you're going to do a 30 second video clip for the Instagram. You got to do fucking, you know, to a point where you feel like you're going to need a puke bucket um, next to you. So repetition's key. Hitting the pads is similar in terms of hitting a heavy bag, having a good, decent pad holder who's going to make you kind of encourage you to hit the pads and make them bend. Otherwise, you're only pretending, aren't you? What when holding the pads and when they're kicking you, pushing it, you're, you know, you're pushing the pad to meet their, uh, the leg or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That works as well, so, isn't so, it? No, the thing is, a good pad over orders always do that. Yeah. It's not a matter of you leaving the pads there and then, you know, your arms are like a wet fish. Um, anytime you're doing pads, even if it's focus pads, you're still meeting your partner um, halfway. You know, um, in a sense, you obviously get them doing the work, but you want to make sure that you're, you're making and giving them feedback. The same with the tie pads, you know, when you're doing your um, videos for your Instagram, you, you said yourself that a good pad holder gets the best out of your fighter. If you're not there giving any feedback or energy, uh. you're not training 100%. So, you know, in, in essence, without going into a fight every week in terms of sparring um, and, and blasting it 100%, you can do that on the pads and still come out with, you know, very little injuries. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's common practice. Um, but, you know, you'd know this pack in terms of the strength training, you know, in terms of building that density, it's, it's, it's proof in the science. If you don't do weights, your bone density is not as dense. Definitely. You know, and when you do weights, and I'm not talking... Especially that compound, though, isn't it? Exactly. So, yeah. you know, we're talking about your deadlifts, you're looking at your clean and jerks. If you want to build density, yeah, muscle exactly. density and thickness and, yeah... Then it's squats, deadlifts, power not, not necessarily. I mean, that that also has, um, you know, is all connected in terms of the muscle density. I'm talking bone density. Oh yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because with regards to having that solid frame set, it makes everything work together and you yeah. reduce the injuries that could occur from doing something, which is quite impactful. But um, considering that you you lift houses, do you not feel that you've got dense legs and all the rest? Because compound definite. lifting, definitely, yeah. Don't, don't yeah. you think you should be kicking more? Do you think you can take a kick? No, I've huh? kicked him a few times and I've seen him hobble off. No, I don't believe that. Should we try it next week or something? Let's do it now. Yeah. Uh, I, I, mean, yeah, I should, you, I should, you, I should be kicking more. I should be kicking more because obviously the, the amount of weight I squat, um, uh, poundages and stuff on a, on a weekly basis and stuff. Yeah, I should kick more. We just don't. I don't, I don't think. I think we just stick to hands a lot more because we're used to it and it's foundation. We'll, we'll move over to doing a lot more kicks, I think, yeah. on the, th the Wednesday class, because you only come on the Thursday. Mm. We do a lot more of the kicking on the Wednesday. But yeah, I'll, I'll be more than happy to give you an, um, an in-person experience of what leg kicks feel like. You have. <laughs> tell, tell, tell me about it. Oh, we've got videos. We've got videos, and <laughs> we've got proof of it. You, tell you, tell, you, tell you me about that. That shit hurts. That shit, especially when it's constant, constant, because we were doing like three or five minute rounds, and it was... Combo, 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 Those leg kicks kick, combo, 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 leg kick, combo, 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 <laughs> leg kick, leg kick, leg kick, you're chopping it, chopping it after about the fourth or fifth one. Oh, I can feel it now. <laughs> he was like, I hope you did legs yesterday. I was like, oh, well, tough shit. No, no, I'm doing legs tomorrow. That's what it was. I was doing legs the next day. <laughs> Fucking hell, shit hurt. And you also had, um, it was a veteran um, Muay Thai fighter, um, Taj, you asked him to give him... Yeah, I asked him to give me a leg kick, kick in yeah. it, that shit hurt as well. <laughs> I didn't know, I don't know it was going to be like that. Yeah, it's a different feeling, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was just above the knee in the IT band is where he caught me, that was sharp. Dead leg. Yeah, that Dead was leg. sharp. Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. I mean, I, I love it. I mean, kicks are great. I always enjoy throwing a leg kick here and there. Um, I used to be able to throw loads of head kicks, but I, I still prefer just going for the leg and watching people wince from the leg kick. <laughs> uh, but um, body shots, roundhouse kicks to the body is great as well. As soon as you see that opening, especially if you go with the switch, left roundhouse kick to the liver. What, Raj used to catch me with them, them body, them body kicks. You know, like the spinning body kick yeah, yeah. all the time, like the taekwondo kick that you. He, he, he used to hit like a mule. Raj did. Yeah. Raj, Raj did some good kicks. His flexibility is on point as well. I think, considering his age, his flexibility is still there. So, no, it's, kicking's important, but stretching as well. It's yeah. also keys. Um, you know, in terms of you know, if you're going to do all the heavy lifting and stuff, you got to be able to do the the stretching to get, maintain the flexibility as mm, well. Definitely. Probably yourself, teacher. Any plans in terms of doing more kicking? Yeah. Um, you know what? I just need to start getting used to taking some kicks as well. Mm. Um, but you don't really spar that much, maybe because um, the you they don't do really spar that much. We spar I, every week. I don't spar as much, but I'm talking about like in Thai boxing. So uh, Dre usually spars on Tuesday, um, and I can't make it. Mm. So whenever we're doing pads I mean, and stuff, a couple of weeks ago we had a little bit of a spar with the shin guards and stuff. That was decent. Yeah, just me and you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but before that, it was a very long time uh, mm. where I sparred. But yeah, you know what? Whenever doing, when I'm training with a partner, when they kick me, I tell them to kick a bit harder, just yeah, to get yeah. used to it and stuff. Vice versa, when I kick as well, I try doing a little bit hard. I kick a little bit harder just so that I get used to yep. it. Um, but yeah, I, I try kicking every Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, mm. sometimes Saturdays, if you're not on podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think I just need to spend a bit more time on the on a heavy bag. Yeah, and no, rightly so. I think you, you hit the nail on the head as well and incorporating the rest days in between as well because I think people can overdo it by thinking they've got to do it every day. Yeah. So I think having your rest days as well to actually allow the shins to recover um, but no, say, saying that, I mean, a big shout out to one of the um, fighters from Leicester, Tyree Stevens. He was on the Yako show um, over the weekend and he won by decision. I know he's come here once or twice just to basically check the gym out and stuff. I think he was interested in jumping into the Brazilian jiu-jitsu classes. But, um, you know, you can see from his physique and stuff, his, his calves, he's got skinny legs, but his calves are bulky as anything and his thighs as strong as anything. So, again, it goes back to, you know, you don't have to have tree-stumped legs to kick hard and you know sometimes those bony bastards fucking hurt just as much you know the guys that have got the tree stump legs they fucking hurt because it's just that thud pain the guys with the skinny legs that are kind of conditioned to kick they've got that slicing chopping pain where you think fuck me I need to change my stance now um, but even then you turn that leg back they start going for the inside leg and then you're like fuck's <laughs> sake there's no winning let me take them to the floor yeah let's have a little swim here and a cuddle but I want to do loads more kicking. I want to do it with you guys as well. So I think maybe once everyone's got the equipment and stuff, we'll encourage them to do a lot more I'm in the sparring on a Thursday. So I want to get into it a bit more as well. I think I it might level the playing field a little bit as well because we know we've got hands in comparison to some of the guys. Um, so to incorporate a bit of the kicking as well, that'll kind of put people into that, you know, that, that element of challenging oneself to try something different as well. So that would be good. So how are you going to control his kicks? His kicks? Yeah, so when imagine he's sparring us fucking hell, he's never gonna be able to control his kicks. Shin checks. Move out of the way to the step back. Do the oblique check in terms of Imagine stop, he catches us with damn legs. But the thing is he has. I mean we were training, you had the shin guard on and stuff and we were taking them. I think it just 
But look at the size of me and you, you and me. Hold on, talk, talk about yourself, man. I'm fucking about three foot taller than you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this guy's talking to me like, yeah, but we're small. I'm like, hold on a minute. Well, Put I'm, yourself I'm in a fucking category. Imagine this guy kicking me. Now, I'm glad you said kicking you. Yeah, kicking me. I ain't yeah. worried about this guy. Yeah, yeah. Me, I fucking take it like a man. <laughs> Teachers, you look at there petrified at him like, is okay, fair dues, his leg is about the same size as you. Fuck you, that's what I'm trying to say. His leg weighs more than me. Don't kick him. Nice, no, cool. I'll I'll kick you, man. To Go be ahead. honest with you, I think I think Titch will get you with speed. And if he yeah. catches carries on hitting you in the same spot, I think you know about it. Listen, I've sent him hospital once. Second <laughs> time, there's no harm. Not with kicks though. Not with kicks. What's he sent me hospital with? Well, the when you broke your finger. Bollocks, did you? Yeah, you did. You did. Come on, man. I caught it in the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> I caught it in the car door. Is that, didn't you I? Say, is that what you say to yourself? I caught it in the car door. It's true. The wind, the wind was going. On. Yeah, the wind was going, and my, I went to grab my bag, and the door slammed on my finger, and it broke it in half, didn't it? But did it? Was it a clean break? Yeah. Have you got the no, it wasn't a clean break. Have no. Have you got the recording? Ah, I don't keep that shit. I should do. The amount of injuries I fucking out of recording on him, I could have made about a fucking grand. No, that's true. Two fifty. Who's been framed? Yeah, exactly. Send him on there. We'll be packs being framed. Fucking hell! It'll be a whole fucking year worth of videos. It was a whole shit. year. It was a whole fucking year worth of videos. It was. Talking about um, the fights, so, um, Errol Spence Jr. Pacquiao, yeah, versus Pacquiao. He's had to pull out due to a retina injury. I think he he had um, was it three doctors' opinions, all said the same thing that your retina's at risk. Um, so he's pulled out the fight. Um, is he having surgery to fix it? Could I, I couldn't tell you. I've just seen that on Instagram yeah. yesterday or something. But I mean, having Pacquiao found out that news, this is how I think all fighters should kind of conduct themselves. He sent his blessings to Errol Spence Jr. and said, look, I hope you have a you know, speedy recovery and all the rest of it. And Errol Spence Jr.'s reply to that is, I'm ready to fight the winner out of who his opponent is. And I can't remember. I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of the fighter that's going up against Pacquiao as a replacement. So it'll be an inter- I'm still going to tune in because I love Pacquiao. I love his fight style and the way he handled the likes of um, Keith Thurman. Uh. Um, you know, Keith Thurman was a young lion. Um, prior to his injury, um, you know, I, I was rooting for Keith Thurman to actually be that name that comes out there. Same as Canelo. And I was like, you know, th- these are the fighters that I'm going to be watching. But I don't know, for some reason, Keith Thurman wasn't himself. He hasn't been himself for a little while. And, you know, I don't know whether the injuries kind of prevented him from wanting to be the Thurman that we you, we watch with glimmers of hope of saying that is the new uh, of fighters and stuff. But Pacquiao, credit to him, man, considering the time frame that he's been involved in boxing and he's still going against the young lines as well. Um, you know, fair dues to him. But Errol Spence Jr., you know, wishing him a speedy recovery with regards to the injury and stuff. I mean, that's his eye um, sight and all the rest of it. So there's no point risking that. UFC-wise, Nate Diaz is back and he's going to be fighting Robbie Laura. It's September, September, yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's one fight that I'm looking forward to tuning into. What do you think's happening with regards to the heavyweight division? You got obviously Ngagu, you got Jones that's lifting, you know, gone up a weight category. You've got um Sirius Gain that's fucking he's on the radar now in terms of his um wins winning streak. You know, I think has he had ten win ten wins? Yeah, he has. Um so Derek Lewis he basically put him away. Um a lot of people are saying that Jones doesn't deserve to fight Ngargu for the title and all the rest of it, and it should be Cyril Gain. So it's becoming a bit like the British heavyweight boxing side of things in terms of 
Fury, Joshua, and then you got the Wild thrown into the mix. I don't know if there's a fourth person that you could throw in there, but that's the kind of trilogy that everyone wants to see who's the best out of those yeah. three. It's becoming very similar in terms of the, the, the UFC heavyweight category as well, isn't it? In terms of, you know, fair plays to Jones. I just hope he's not on the cocaine and stuff so that way he doesn't get fucking disqualified and all the rest of it. But he's, he's booked up. I've, I've seen a few of his videos and he's booked up. He's looking dangerous. Who's, who's your money on in terms of Ngargu versus Jones if that happens? That's a hard one to think because Ngargu's got that crazy yeah, power. You know. Yeah, he's, crazy I think he's power. the only person that knocked out Alistair Overeem and made Alistair yeah. Overeem's curl. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> you know, as if his, was his soul left his body. And stuff. Was it uppercut? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He put him in that right His lip as well, didn't he? Was it, his was it that? Did? I don't think it was that one. That must have been a no, But Jones, Jones is one of the greatest. Yeah, but Jones ain't never fought in heavyweight, has he? Yeah, but Jones is still one of the greatest, though. But he's been like he's, and he's got and he's Sorry? a veteran. Yeah, but this so is he's a veteran. He's got, level, that, right? he's got he's got that skill. He's got he's, mm. he's got that. I mean, he's a veteran. But saying that, saying that, when he was a light heavyweight, he was a tall light heavyweight, and you know he used to tower over his opponents. But when you look at the heavyweight division, they're all like they're big six, man, six two plus. Yeah, and listen, he's never fought like look, you know, fighting at that weight is mm. going to be so much different, the, man. The concern there is. Will he gas out? Yeah. You know, that's that's one of the questions that we can ask is but Will he's already, Jones He's gas already out? had that speed though. No, but the speed is cool when you've got less body weight. Yeah. Now no, you've increased I don't, your I doubt he would have compromised his speed for muscle though. I, I reckon he would have. think so? He can't have done. Why would he? Why would he think, all right, let me put muscle mass on and my, my, my speed well, is going to go out the window? The, the thing is, you put muscle mass on, your speed decreases. It does, but you can obviously do certain exercises and certain things to but keep it at bay and keep it I agree, level. I agree with you. I'm not disputing that. And he wouldn't want to. He is, wouldn't want to. Is he, he gone borderline over? We'll find out. The light heavyweight threshold by a couple of pounds, or is he really booked up to go up to? I don't know. Let's say, for argument's sake, two six five pounds. If he's put on that much, I know he's been doing mass, a lot of compound. Yeah, but again, if he's been putting on that much muscle mass, that means the body requires more oxygen. Yeah, especially if he's on those Mexican supplements. Uh, Everyone's on those Mexican <laughs> supplements, including you. No, never. <laughs> I'm waiting for <laughs> this testing kit that you guys keep saying you're going to bring every week, but fucking no. Ba basically, no, not in, you know what I mean? So a Amazon Prime let us down. All right. They well, keep getting lost in the post. It's not me, is it? I mean, I'm here ready and willing, so... <laughs> we'll see with this. We'll see with Ngogu and uh, John Jones. I, I want that fact to happen. I'm looking forward to that. I think. I think Jones will lose. Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I think I he'll lose. Think I think he'll, he'll get gassed up. Yep, I think he will. He's I not think used he's got to too it. much skill. Do you know what? I think he should have worked his way up. Maybe had have more fights or whatever. I think when you're the goat of MMA in terms of the UFC, regardless of his kind of background and personal life and all the rest of it. He's got experience, man. He's he, John Bones Jones is legit. As a fighter, he's legit. As a person, not really. Would he would he win against Ngagu? I think Ngagu has improved dramatically as well. I think he's become a lot more technical rather than just being that guy that goes in head first and relies on his power. I think technical wise, he'd have to bring his A game against the likes of Jones because of his skill set. I still have my doubts in terms of anyone that jumps up a weight category if they've never been a heavyweight, depending on how much muscle mass he's actually put on and what what weight he's going to be competing at, will be the, the deciding factor in my opinion. I think Ngagu is patient, waits for the shot, 
even if it's the one punch that he lands out of the fucking 200 that Jones may throw and he lands it accurately, he's putting Jones to sleep. And I don't think there's been too many people that have put Jones to sleep. Do you know what I mean? So I think it'll be a, it'll definitely be a, t- a test of character for Jones. Um, if he loses that fight, he might go on a bender. Who knows? If he wins that fight, he'll go on a bender. Either way, he's going on a bender. <laughs> he's going on a bender. <laughs> if he's tuning in, take us with you. We want to party in Vegas as well. We pay for our flights, get us a private jet for Dana White and all the rest of it. We'll we'll, we'll do a podcast with you guys. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Who, who else is fighting? Pac-Man's fighting this Cuban guy. Cuban, so that'll be interesting because he's going to have like um, decent footwear. Then most Cuban fighters have decent movement. He's had four losses. Okay. 12 KOs and he's won 26 fights. So he seems but What's right. his name? Um, Yugas. Don't know if I've said it right. No, Never heard of him. Never heard of him. He's like one of these fighters that just kind of cropped out there. So he's held the WBA welterweight title since January 2021. Okay, so he's current champion no, that's that's fair. Yeah, so fair. Let's can't see, argue man. with that. Cannot argue with that. Oh man. So, anything further with regards to shin conditioning wasn't as um, intense as we thought it was going to be. It's quite basic, you know. Ignore the whole thing in terms of thinking that you can go around kicking telephone posts. So if <laughs> we see you doing that and kicking metal posts and all the rest of it, you probably have us walking past you laughing, thinking, "Yeah, poor soul." If we have you kicking the heavy bags and pads and doing the right things in terms of sparring and stuff, you'll be getting a little nod from us saying that's the right way to do it. Don't worry about trying to use your kind of dumbbells to rip down your shins and all the rest of it. Ignore that. Again, that's the the incorrect way of doing things. There's no quick fix to shin conditioning. You just got to do it. Be Be a bit brave. If the pain is there, know that you've got your treatment that you can do afterwards and get on with it. Uh, Any other opinions from yourselves? No. no. I think that's it. Cool. We'll wrap it up there. My name is Hawks. My name is Pac. I'm Titch Hanji. Evolve, Evolve. 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 Evolve.